Welcome back to the Cultural Regeneracy Podcast. I am Nash. And I am Liam. Uh, if, if you guys cannot tell, I have a cold, uh, so I, I don't have coronavirus. I would have given that to people intentionally. <laughs> yeah, but we are back after a long break. Um, it is just Liam and I today. Our third co-host, Caleb, is not here once again. Yeah, he uh, he had a, quote, work meeting unquote I, I don't know to believe him or not yeah but he should be here um starting next week regularly so he, he should be hopefully yeah so today we plan on talking about kind of just a brief overview um just some recent things that have been going on oh uh before we get into that though we have decided to change our format um Previously, we did three separate episodes. We did a political episode and a religious one, and then we talked about gaming. We've decided to cut that back for the sake of time so we can kind of be more um, intentional and focused on one. So we've decided to stick with politics mainly, and then Mm -hmm. in weeks whenever um, there's not a lot of political stuff going on to substitute that with cultural and religious things. Yeah, I'd say that given the circumstances, though, that'll probably be few and far between, at least for a while. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, hopefully we, I'm, hopefully we'll have some weeks where we just or a week set aside, maybe every month or so, where we just talk about that stuff, or maybe we can record a bonus episode. But we're still working some of the things out. But uh, yeah, just for now, we're focusing on the political aspect. Yeah. So, like I was saying earlier, a little brief overview of what we have planned for today. We're going to talk about um, inflation and the gas shortages that have been happening recently. We'll talk about uh, Bitcoin and the cryptocurrency space, the Israel-Palestine conflict, and then the greater Ohio, greater Idaho. Yeah, greater, greater Idaho. We don't need greater Ohio. <laughs> greater Idaho. Yeah, so that's kind of what we have planned for today. And we'll get started with inflation and gas shortages. Yeah, so uh, so you want to open up on uh, some of that, Nash? Sure. So I'll start with um, the gas shortages because I have more knowledge about that than inflation. So um, was it last week, week and a half ago? Now it was two weeks. Whenever I think it was about the, I think it was about a week and a half ago. Whenever if I'm not mistaken. the uh, the pipeline that runs from about it started in Texas and then I think it went up to. New Jersey. Yeah, so it goes all along the southern part of the station of the southeast coast, coast, southeast coast, and then all the way up to New Jersey. That pipeline was hacked by a. I think it was Dark Side or something like that. Yeah, a supposed Russian hacker group, and basically um, shut off (laughs) gas, or supposedly um, for that those entire like ten, twelve states. Yep, it it affected. West Virginia a little bit. A little bit, but we get... Um, we get most of ours from different pipelines. Yeah, from Kentucky, like so... Eastern Panhandle, I think, that was about yeah. the only one affected. So, since they hacked it and the pipeline was not functional, there was a... Well, there wasn't actually a gas shortage, but it was speculated that if the problem was not resolved soon enough, there would have been a gas shortage. Yeah, there... So, here's the, here's the way that it was kind of spun in the media by the White House... Uh, they're saying, oh, no, there's not a gas shortage because the gas is still there, which is technically correct. But there was a shortage in that it was not at the stations where people yeah. could access it. Yeah. So prices just were skyrocketing. Yeah, which resulted in 
like Liam just said, prices being very high, a lot higher than what we've been used to. Oh, yeah. And on top of that, there's inflation, which is, I think it was speculated recently to be somewhere around 10 or 15%. Yeah, something really high. Yeah, which I'm surprised it's not higher, honestly, because <laughs> I think it was, I think we talked about this a little uh, during the first few episodes of the podcast, but it was, I believe, like 60% of the current uh, money supply was printed in less than a year. Yeah, like Something. our paper dollar. Yeah, be- because of COVID. Yeah. So I'm but- honestly kind of surprised it's not higher, but I think it's only going to get worse because now Biden's trying to just increase welfare. Yeah, and introduce more bills that are multi-trillion dollar bills. Yeah. So, so it's estimated that inflation will only increase. Yeah, so, and then also, um, I'm not sure if you've seen anything about this, Nash, but there have been a lot of local outlets. I'm not, I we haven't noticed any here, at least I've not, um, but uh, in other areas of the country, there have been local outlets uh, reporting food shortages, oh. and uh, a lot of restaurants have been ha- having to hike up their prices because, mm. or cut out certain menu items because they don't have that... Uh, food available i'd I'd heard of that a little bit not like i've heard little food items like i've heard ketchup and stuff like that but i have heard like like, chick-fil-a sauce (laughs) i know around here a couple months ago we had like a a lettuce or a spinach one of those greens there was a shortage and certain restaurants weren't serving them Uh, so i never knew about that because i never go to a restaurant (laughs) and order a salad but yeah so um there was, uh, I think, I think the reason that they've been having that food shortage though has been, uh, like ultimately, like all a lot of these shortages have been due to a lack of truckers, mm-hmm. um, which originally they were saying there wasn't, or there's some somebody else was listening to who said there wasn't one, but then he uh, looked it up and there actually was. But uh, I think a lot of it, there was also like another reason for the gas shortage was not just the trucker shortage. But even though they did have truckers who could work overtime, federal regulations yeah. prevented them from doing so. So it was uh, really just a tough situation yeah. all around. Um, to kind of conclude the gas shortage uh, portion, um, the gas line is op- or the pipeline is functional again. The hacker group was uh, requesting a ransom. Of like, I think it's like $5 million. Yeah, it was $5 million and the company paid it. Yeah, and the company paid it, um, which is kind of not traditional. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> well, I mean, the problem is they're just going to be like, oh, we can do this again. Why yeah. wouldn't we? But the, the interesting thing was that they paid the ransom in uh, cryptocurrency. So it was completely like untraceable, unlike like if they paid it in a US dollar or anything like that. Yeah, so there, there was something like... I was listening to a podcast about this last night, but they were just kind of talking about whether or not crypto should be allowed to be used. Um, if it's allowed to just kind of run, like be under the radar so mm-hmm. easily. Yeah. Uh, but there's also, um, there's another guy uh, who's talking about some of his trips abroad mm-hmm. and uh, how, you know, when they, go uh when they go to other countries or hostile territory um if an american citizen is kidnapped they just they're told just focus on surviving until the u.s military arrives because then you're going to be okay 
Um, yeah. Because we don't negotiate with terrorists, which yeah. essentially is what this hacker group was. Mm-hmm. But the thing was, like, if, uh, like, terrorists uh, heard somebody speaking German or Spanish, they were super excited because, like, Germany and Spain uh, automatically just pay, yeah. like, Easy money for them. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they they just paid immediately. Mm -hmm. So, there was really no reason to uh, for hackers not to do this. Yeah, because now it's, oh, they paid it this time. So, why wouldn't they pay it, you know, in the future? Yeah. And it could just be the same cycle. Oh, yeah, exactly. But there's also a problem of our security infrastructure or our infrastructural infrastructural security not being... uh, up to par yeah and by any stretch of the imagination mm-hmm. um it was a uh, i'm trying to th- oh yeah there's a there's a seminar i believe uh or a convention where a hacker said this is how you can do this and this is why this is a problem and we need to update our uh infrastructural security um and surprisingly enough, nobody's done it. You would yeah. think that a gas pipeline would be, you know, like, okay, I we just, need to secure this. This is kind of important. So, yeah. And then uh, the thing I'm surprised about is that uh, they were willing to pay it, uh, pay the ransom. Yeah. For it. Yeah. That's not heard of. Yeah. I'm, and, and you also just think it's like there's no reason really why they wouldn't pay for it because, I mean, it's better for their shareholders. Yeah. But then you have to ask for national security purposes, should that be legal in the first place? Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. you have any more thoughts on that, Nash? Mm, no, I, I think that's about it. All right. So what's our uh, next subject? I think we want to briefly talk about the recent uh cryptocurrency market oh yeah Yeah. cryptocurrency nash is really knowledgeable about this oh i am not very knowledgeable (laughs) but i know some stuff recently uh me and caleb our other co-host who was absent today have gotten into cryptocurrency a little bit we're trying to get liam to join us but he's he's holding out for a little bit sorry that my bank uh (laughs) won't let me do online banking yeah. It's not my fault, Nash. <laughs> so, um, those of you who are aware, the cryptocurrency market has been on the rise recently quite a bit. We're in what uh, you would call a bull market, which is a good thing. It means prices are going up. Um, so, everything's been really green lately. But within the last week, there has been a massive crash in just about every sort of cryptocurrency on the market, which has led to a lot of people losing a lot of money. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it was. It started with uh, Elon Musk saying that they weren't <laughs> going to accept Bitcoin mm-hmm. for Tesla anymore. Yeah, because uh, in the past month, Tesla made it so you could buy a Tesla vehicle with Bitcoin now. Um, but Elon recently just changed that because of uh, Bitcoin mining with like computers and mm-hmm. how um, what kind of environmental impact that had from mm. these computers like using all this energy instead of being um instead of using like solar energy or renewable energy like in china all their bitcoin mining is i think 50 percent is done with um like solar solar energy and stuff like that so that is originally what caused the initial spike or the initial drop 
and the price of Bitcoin and then all the other altcoins kind of mimic Bitcoin in a way. Um, not really, but they, they kind of all go together. Um, but it's also been said, speculating now that we were kind of a week or two in, that this was um, planned and manipulated by um, large coin holders who have millions, like hundreds of millions of dollars of certain coins. Because whenever they liquidize these coins, it, it can influence the market. Um, it's just like, uh, like if Jeff Bezos, you know, he has over $100 billion in Tesla stock. Mm-hmm. It's like he doesn't have that, you know, in cash. Yeah. Because if he would to go and try to liquidate, meaning put that into cash all at once, there wouldn't be enough. Like people would have to buy that stock as he mm-hmm. uh, cashed it in, which would cause the price of Tesla to plummet. So it wouldn't be worth that like $100 billion. Mm-hmm. That's not the actual price, but hypothetically. So, but it's been speculated now that they are certain hedge funds and big um, companies, financial companies like that, who are manipulating the price to dry it, to sell, to drop the price down and to rebuy it again at a lower price, around twenty-five to thirty thousand dollars a coin. More like, kind of like the GameStop short. Yeah. Exactly like the GameStop short. Yeah. So that's kind of what's happening right now. Bitcoin dropped, I think, fifty-one percent. In less than a week, it went from around sixty, upper fifty thousand dollar coin. I think it was like sixty seven thousand. That, that's max. what it peaked at, and then it dropped back down to around uh, fifty eight, fifty nine, and then it bottomed out at thirty um, a couple of days ago, I believe. So it's back up to low forties to high thirties at the time of recording. I just actually checked it before we started recording. It was back down to thirty five. It's back down to thirty five now. Okay, yeah. yeah so. I've seen said that people are saying it's going to go back down to around 20 to 25. That's what people are speculating. That's what the goal is, is to drive down that far and then skyrocket it back up to um, the price target is in the next couple of years is $100,000 a coin. Um, so people are saying that we're trying to drive it low so people can buy in more yeah. and before it goes back up. So people are saying that this is the end of the... A crypto bull cycle, which means that it won't be all green or continue to go up for much longer. But you never really know with crypto because it's kind of new and gaining popularity. Yeah, it's an unregulated currency. Exactly. I mean, well, it's, yeah. Well, for the most part. For the most part, yeah. No government, but it seems since it's still so new and in the like toddler stages, um, it does seem to be like people like Elon Musk can control certain like Do- elon and dogecoin oh yeah i remember people were hoping he would shout out dogecoin yeah <laughs> on, now, the, on snl and now he, he completely can control that market so yeah which is you know it's not supposed to be that way but it'll be fixed eventually hopefully um i did notice china i think announced a crypto ban yeah yeah they, which you can't really even do in yeah. the first place because it's it's not a government issued currency yeah and that's i mean i've seen things that say china bans you know bitcoin every like six months to a year and you, you can't really enforce it because you can't really prove who has bitcoin and who doesn't it doesn't go into your bank account yeah there's no third party involved mm-hmm. so it just goes into your personal uh crypto wallet yeah. So unless you have a Huawei phone, I think you're fine. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the that's like the Apple equivalent to China. Right? Oh yeah. Well, uh, uh, yeah. I think they were. I'm not sure if we talked about this, but I think they were selling phones to the U.S. market, and oh. the CIA 
was concerned about it for national mm-hmm. security oh, okay. reasons. But that is, they're from China. Though, yeah, right? they're from yeah. China. Yeah. Uh, and then I think I also noticed um, in terms of a uh, Wells Fargo, I think they announced that yes. their wealthy shareholders can start buying Bitcoin yes. or they're preparing to. Yeah, I was just listening to a uh, video about that today that they just announced that they are now um, helping their wealthy shareholders invest. So mm-hmm. they see potential, which is good because a lot of, you know, these big companies were, um, you know, dogging this whole crypto thing for a long time saying it wasn't going to last. Mm-hmm. And now it's coming, you know, well, look, it is pretty good. Yeah. There's a lot of potential here. So, yeah. And then you also have to think, uh, I mean, it's funny that they haven't solidified it yet. It seems mm-hmm. like they're trying to wait for it to go down yeah. mm-hmm. more. So I think that's probably a reason why they're saying, hey, we're planning on implementing this. But not quite yet. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's in the works. I think I heard they were working on it for uh, almost a year. I think eight months to a year is what they have been working on. So I don't think it's launched yet. Yeah. But um, it still shows a lot that they're, even can, they're working on it so they can do that. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, honestly, the crypto market, from what I've understood, it's got a lot of uh, applicability um, in other areas. I mean... I heard that this also got use uh, in terms of like the blockchain technology mm-hmm. can help uh, with developing uh, self-driving cars. Yeah, the the opportunities are almost endless. We can do we could do almost a whole podcast on cryptocurrency and the and the potential it has and the future it has. So we can we may do an episode on that in the future once we all become a little bit more educated on it because that would be I think it'd be really interesting and as more people. It becomes more popular. I think more people want to learn about it. Yeah, because with the price of you know the value of our dollar just you know keeps going up. <laughs> oh yeah, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's like gold. Yeah, no, Except our not. dollar is going down. So I think more people will be interested in 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 it. So just, maybe in the future we can do an episode on it. Just don't buy Dogecoin. <laughs> it's a meme. Don't yeah. buy it. Uh, yeah, but um, but yeah, in you know in summary, the market is down but people you can't really predict this stuff because it's so new people are saying it's the end of the bull run and people are saying that it's still we're in the middle of it so just keep watching yeah and there's something that i don't i don't want to hold us here too long but there was a there's something that you said like the shorting more Mm -hmm. or less uh, that was going on it kind of reminded me of like what's kind of going on with uh, the inflation situation uh so apparently and I didn't even think about this until recently, but inflation is actually really good for hyper wealthy people mm-hmm. because their liabilities, like any debts that they owe on property or other assets, mm-hmm. that they are able to pay for it really easily due to inflation. So it really benefits them. Yeah, that's true. And then it sucks for people that <laughs> don't are that, not that aren't wealthy. super rich. Yeah. Because that we can't, like, our savings are wiped out, you know. Yeah, that's true. Because a lot of people just keep it in a, you know, in a bank account. So. Yeah. Yeah. Where inflation, you know, does its damage. Yeah, I just, I, I wish I felt like I could spend my money. <laughs> yeah. I just never feel like I can. I'm like, I want to have this money. Yeah. All right. Well, we want to move on. Uh, yes, was it uh, Israel and yeah. Palestine? So, uh, our next topic, we're talking about the Israel-Palestine conflict. Um, do you want to summarize, like, intro this? 
Yeah, so what basically happened uh, was Hamas... So the Biden administration, oddly enough, resumed funding to Palestine uh, again. And then, wouldn't you know it, Hamas started firing missiles over into Israel, Mm -hmm. which started a conflict. Um, There was a lot of negative press towards Israel because they shot down or they blew up a building uh, or a residential building. But it turns out Israel had actually fired, I think it was like five warning rockets. Yeah, so we'll get into, because I was I talking about the media building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll get into that whole thing in a minute. So, uh, like Liam said, the Biden administration resumed funding to Hamas. And within, you know, I think it's been about a week or two now. It was when they first filed, fired the, I think it was over 100 missiles yeah. at Israel. In like less than ten minutes, it was insane. Yeah. Um, but thankfully, and Israel's air defense is yeah, so they're, advanced. They're uh, the Iron Dome. The Iron Dome. If you haven't seen a video of that, you should look it up. It's really cool. It's like that, and that's also not gonna lie, a pretty cool name. <laughs> the Iron Dome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, when I first saw stuff about, it, I hadn't heard of it before, but I think that was the first time that it had gotten like put to use. Yeah. And it worked perfectly. So. Yeah. yeah so. Um, this is a pretty big, like, political issue. The the state of Israel as a whole, there seems to be the left does not support the state of Israel oh, yeah. at all. Um, so what we're going to do, I have a good bit of stuff about the history of this whole conflict between Palestine and the Palestinian people in Israel, and then kind of where they're at today and how, um, how Israel is the Israel... Israeli people are in um, Israel now and where they came from and why this seems to be an issue, why people think uh, Israel are colonizing the Palestinian people's land, stuff like that. So I think we should also note before we move on any further, there had, there's a ceasefire was announced. Was it yesterday? Uh, It was today. It was today. I'm pretty sure maybe I thought I heard about it yesterday. It might've been, I could just be losing my mind. Within the last, Day or two. Yeah. I'm recording. There's been, there's now a ceasefire between Israel and Palestine. Okay, so... Okay, so... <clears throat> a lot of people defend the, Pal- the Palestinian people because the media and the left points them in a good light. You know, they are the underdog. They are being oppressed. Um... And, but in reality, that's not the case at all. The Palestinian people simply want to take control of the land that is Israel. Um, but that land has no significance to their people. Um, it's not like the Jewish people just strolled into, the, in, into that land when they decided to habitat it and take it from the, Palestine, the Palestinian people. Which is what the media would say is what happened. They would say that they just want that land because they want it. The Jewish mm-hmm. people's history and ancestry has been in Israel for thousands of, for thousands of years. It is the only piece of land that was specifically given to them by uh, God. The Jews want to reclaim their ancestral homeland after around the time of the Holocaust when European Jews, 90% of them at the, at the time, arrived at the Zionism party partly because of anti-Semitic persecution. Between 1996 and 1948, hundreds of thousands of Jews resettled from Europe 
to what was then British-controlled Palestine. This included a large number of Jews forced out of Europe during the Holocaust. Many Arabs saw the influx of Jews as a colonial movement, which resulted in the two people groups fighting, going to war practically. The British government could not control the violence, and in 1947, the United Nations voted to split the land into two countries. The Arabs, the Arabs were given land that was twice the size as the Jews were given. The Jews happily accepted this deal, while the Palestinian people fought it. The, the Arab states of Egypt, Jordan, Iraq, and Syria all later declared war on Israel. I believe this is around this time is whenever I think the UN and the United States began uh, support for Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Israeli, the Israel's forced, the Israeli forces defeated the Palestinian militias and the Arab armies, which turned 700,000 Palestinian, Pal, Palestinian, Palestinian c- civilians into refugees. By the end of the war, Israel, uh, possessed 77% of the land when they were originally given under 50% of the land. Everything except for the West Bank and the Gaza Strip um, was theirs. So you hear those terms a lot, West Bank and Gaza Strip a lot, how um, that's what the media and the left focuses on a lot, is yep. how the West Bank and Gaza Strip... And if you look at a map of um, Israel, it's not like half, like the bottom half is where the Palestines are in the top half, it's like on the very west coast, there's a little strip that is uh, the Palestinian peoples, which is called the uh, Gaza Strip. And then majority of the middle and northern part is Israel. And then the west side is... um, Or the east side. East side is for the Palestinian people. Um, So it's not like divided equally. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that was in 1947, and then I believe it was conflict for, you know, next 60-something years. Um, There's like a, there's a, I think it was called like the Five-Day War or something like that mm -hmm. in Israel. I think they ended up like pushing into Egypt and taking a lot of territory there, but then they had to give it up for whatever reason, but... So for the next, you know, 60 to 70 years, there was constant, well, not constant, but the Palestinian people were not, Palestinian people were not happy. They wanted their land back, which a lot of people, they will paint it as, you know, that was the rightful land. Whereas in reality, that Israel has no significance to those people. They, like I said earlier, the only... That is the only God-given land the Jews had received. Uh, whereas the Palestinian people, they have no religi- religious significance to that land. Both of their religious cities are in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. So they have no... Because Israel, their whole um, reasoning behind it was that that's their... That's where their like ancestry is. That's where it's their God-given land. That's what they, yeah. they, they want to inhabit that. So Israel didn't want to keep going to war. They wanted peace. So Gaza, the Gaza Strip, used to be under Israeli control. But in 2005, Israel gave it up to the Palestinian people in hopes to bring peace between two people groups. 10,000 Jewish settlers left the Gaza Strip, uprooted their homes, and left so that the, to allow the Palestinian people to have land. 
But since they gave up the, the Gaza Strip, um, it has, like Liam said earlier, continued to receive hundreds of millions of dollars from the West. Um, but it has since then become a hotspot for terrorists and Hamas. And not to mention hundreds of millions of dollars from the West that go to Gaza every year. Not a single school or hospital has been built in the last five to seven years. Yeah, I, I wasn't even aware of that part. Yeah. So they, they gave up the whole Gaza Strip in hopes for peace. And then the Palestinian people just, they took it, but they didn't, you know, they've received funding to build it up to a... To maybe, like modern... Yeah, uh, but they, I mean, where you think that money's going. Oh, yeah. I mean, so, where, how, how else are they getting missile batteries? Yeah. So that's kind of like a little history of it. So currently... Um, the, Palest the Palestinian people have the Gaza Strip and the West Bank. Um, I think there was a lot of uh, a lot of the media coverage is over the settlements in the West Bank, I believe. Yeah, so the West Bank is controlled by the Palest Palestinians and. So the way it the way it's set up is like I said it's not it goes like uh, it's it's like a sandwich almost the the Palestinian people have both sides and then the land of Israel runs in the middle so um, the way it works is that the Palest Israel has it so the Palestinian people can travel to and from through Israel with no persecution nothing at all because there's still um, Muslim and Arab um, religious sites. In Israel, and they are allowed to freely go and visit them and whatever, whatever they please. Whereas uh, the Jews are not permitted in the Gaza Strip or in the West Bank um, to visit religious sites or anything like that. They they are not permitted to. Whereas the Palestinian people are allowed to freely move wherever they please. So it seems like Israel, prior to, well, I guess even now you could say they're still seeking peace and civility. Whereas the Palestinian people are just, they don't. Hamas, I, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, they're, they're getting the encouragement from, Pals, from the yes. Palestinian people in the first place. But have, have you seen that uh, that meme? It's the NPC meme with the, but it's got the MAGA hat this time or the MAGA hat. Um, it was Israel has a right to defend itself. And then there's the regular guy that says, so does Palestine. Uh -huh. And this, the NPC gets angry or whatever. <laughs> and I was like, that's so dumb because Palestine is the one who always yeah, instigates the exactly. conflict. Yeah. So, um, exactly. So, I mean, like here, Palestine just started launching missiles at Israel and yeah, people sure. were saying Palestine has a right to defend itself. Well, if you're targeting civilians, you're not really defending yourself yeah. now, are you? Yeah. So that seems that seems to have been lost in all the in all the media that's been pushed. That Palestine is the one that or Hamas started this. It wasn't Israel. It's like okay, it's time time to attack. Yeah. They, what happened was they just they defended themselves, and now they're just continuing the attack and and hope that this doesn't happen again because yeah. this is this is reoccurring throughout you know the entire time they've been a state. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there was a. It's not unprovoked. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of. Uh, I think there was that thirteen-story building yes. that people were talking about. Okay. Yeah. So, so go ahead. Yeah. So 
what from what I was hearing about it, um, Hamas like Hamas knows that Israel does not like to. They don't want to target civilians, mm-hmm. so they would they go into residential buildings yes. or schools or things like that, and they will use the residents as human shields. Yeah. So Israel. Um, knew that they had these missile batteries there, but they sent like five warning rockets so the residents would leave and escape to try to minimize civilian casualties. Yeah. And then they launched, they finally launched their missile mm-hmm. to take the building out so they wouldn't keep getting hit with missiles. Yeah, so that particular instance, it was like a 13-story, it was a media building, like it's like a news building. So what Liam said Hamas will use civilian buildings as headquarters and where they store weapons and stuff like that use civilians as shields and fronts. So um, when that media building was struck by missiles and destroyed, a lot of our media over here, you know, was they attacked, you know, they killed civilians unprovoked. When in, rea- when in reality, they fired warning shots. It was also broadcasted to the people in the building and surrounding areas what was going to happen yeah. so they could evacuate. Yeah. So it wasn't like they were just, oh, well... They're here, but source of villain, so we're just gonna destroy that building anyway. That's yeah. not what happened. And you also think Israel's putting itself at a tactical disadvantage when they do that, yeah, because they're broadcasting, Hey, this building is gonna get hit. Do you think those people aren't gonna tell the terrorists? Yeah, I mean, so they're willing to risk that to save civilian lives. So I think that's something people, the media, doesn't want to take into account because. They're really, honestly, the media is anti-Semitic. Yeah. Even though, that well, they don't like the Orthodox Jewish people. Yes. <laughs> They're okay with the secular Jews. They uh, just don't like the Orthodox ones. Yeah. yeah. Another, uh, I sent this in our, our group chat, Liam, whenever the, um, whenever it, in the midst of all this, when Israel announced they were going to do, uh, use ground troops. Remember this? Yep. Uh, the IDF leaked that, uh, this is from the Daily Wire, the IDF leaked that Israel was going to use ground troops in Gaza, in Gaza, and Hamas terrorists responded by going into terror tunnels in preparation, separating them from the civilians, and Israel then bombed the tunnels. So they sent, they hit them with a, you know, a little yeah. fake. They said they were <laughs> They pulled this, the old switcheroo. They, they predicted what they were going to do, and then it worked in the end. Yeah. So, and oh, I think that's like one of those things. I know a lot of people hate modern media, and mm-hmm. rightly so. But I, mean, but I also think, like in that instance, it's like they use it to their advantage. Yeah, they were like, okay, let's take advantage of this system, which tell, which uh, instantly gives our uh, uh, announces our plans, mm-hmm. and we'll tell that to our enemy, and then we'll just uh, you know trick them into doing what we want, which I yeah. think is pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I. I Israel gets a lot of uh, flack and hate from our media, whereas cause, I mean, it's this whole um, oppression viewpoint that the media's pushed so hard in the recent years that, you know, Israel is the oppressors and then uh, the the Palestinian people are the oppressed. And it's just always playing the victim card, whereas that's not the case at all. Yeah, I mean, because the whole Middle East is full of safe havens for the. Uh, oh yeah, for the Arab, yeah for Muslim and the Arab people. There, how many Muslim countries are there in Asia and Africa? I mean, innumerable. Yeah. Well, not innumerable. But, <laughs> I mean, uh, a, good, a lot more. <laughs> a lot more than it is for the 
Israeli people. Yeah, and the, there's one Jewish state. How there are dozens of Christian and Muslim nations. Yeah, there's one Jewish state. Yeah, so as much as I'd like for every country to be a Christian nation, uh, you know that's not the case right now. So, <laughs> and the yeah. Jews are the ones that are are Jews are being persecuted quite a bit. Mm, so yeah, so I mean it's and it was. Um, I think it should also be noted, I mean, Israel, you don't have to be a Jewish person to live in Israel. Mm, you can yeah. be a Muslim or a Christian yeah. there or atheist. Just a lot of people there are Orthodox. Yeah. I mean, and that's only in the Israel portion. You can't be a Jew and live in the... Um, in the Muslim in, in the countries. West Bank or in the Gaza Strip. Yeah. So without being... I mean, they, they had... Um, during uh, President Trump's presidency, there was a program where the uh, Palestinian people were funding. Um, um, it was, I, I think it was Hamas, but I think it was also a different program. They would pay these terrorists mm-hmm. to go and uh, kill Jews that were in their areas. Yeah, and then they would um, they would get money for that. And uh, President Trump. Uh, cut funding from that program. Yeah. Um, and I think in his last year or last two years of presidency. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, stuff like that. I mean, that doesn't sound like a victim to me. Oh yeah. Then like, so like about that, the whole thing is like with the woke left and uh, like a lot of the people, like the alt right, their argument is like anybody with power is like they'll say, well, the Jews have so much power or whatever. Uh, therefore they're oppressors or they're controlling us or whatever, which I think is so dumb. Israel is surrounded on all sides by enemies. And just because they have the power to stand against them does not mean that they're these oppressive people. You know, they're like any other nation. They, They don't do everything the perfect way. But, I mean, compared to the people around them, I'd much rather, I'm much more comfortable being allied with Israel than I am Lebanon yeah. or Syria or Iraq or any of these other places. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also, I mean, just like even in America, a lot of Jews are being harassed. Like during the lockdowns, synagogues mm-hmm. and Jew- Jewish uh, schools were being targeted for yeah. uh, being closed. And I think there's a story about there's a Jewish guy who uh, owned a restaurant. He, st- he was stepping outside to take a breath of fresh air to let some air in and his restaurant was closed and cops came up to him and I think they put him under arrest or they were harassing him or whatever. But Mm. I mean, that was just blatantly anti-Semitic. Yeah. I think one thing that has been interesting is, um, Joe Biden has come out in support of Israel, which a lot of, um, people, many people on the left are not very happy with that. Him and I think Kamala both have come out as in support of Israel, which a lot of people mm-hmm. they they're giving him a lot of crap for that. Yeah, you know like, that doesn't align with all these other you know our whole party's values. So I think he was hoping that they would take take that as a wink, wink, as in like, oh, we support Israel. Yeah, we're also giving money to Palestine. Yeah, but they're, they're giving funding to Israel too. Like they get yeah. billions of dollars too. But they're I mean they're they're both sides they're giving yeah. both, they're funding both sides yeah which so but i mean i think he said that israel has the right to defend itself and i think that's where the whole yeah i, I saw that video of his secretary saying i was like okay i'm cool with that that's one good yeah, thing that's one good thing but yeah 
Yeah. But uh, yeah, the whole there's also a lot of uh, news of. I don't like the word hate crime because I feel like that's just, I feel like that's kind of a dumb term, hate crime, yeah. in my personal opinion, uh, because it's a crime regardless of whether or not somebody <laughs> did it with hateful intent, Yeah, you know? Uh, but anyway, there have been a lot of uh, anti-Semitic uh, Palestinian groups attacking Jewish uh, mm-hmm. people, saying like F Israel and all this yeah. stuff uh, in New York. And then also, like, there's been stuff going on like that, and I think it, Germany, mm-hmm. I think. But then there was, uh, like, there's just been a lot of that going around. It doesn't seem to me like it's, like, again, it's like it does not seem like the Jewish people are the oppressors yeah. in this case. And like we said earlier, they didn't instigate this. Oh, yeah. They were defending themselves. And it's like, as we kind of close this topic, they are, they were, they've made strides for peace between the two peoples. Whereas it seems like one side is very one-sided. Yeah. They're, they just, they just, they just want to exist. They're just hoping on getting this land and they want this land only. Whereas it was like, we can co like they've given them, you know, they, like 30% of the land. I they've guess. ceded. Yeah. So, I mean, they've said, you know, we, we gave you this, you know, we were here and we left for you. And then you have, you know, the West bank as well. No. Yes. The yeah. Gaza strip, West bank. Um, and they just don't seem to be content with it. Yeah, so. and then, I mean, there, there's also a question, like, if Israel were to turn off the Iron Dome, mm-hmm. its anti-missile system, if they were to drop all their guns, do you think that there would be 10 seconds of peace? Do yeah. you Do the people, do anybody with, with uh, rational thinking capabilities actually believe that the surrounding nations wouldn't just waltz in there and yeah. just drive them out into the sea yeah exactly was, i saw one things that said if israel laid down their guns there'd be no israel yeah well, if you know the palestinian people in hamas laid down their guns there'd be peace yeah so i think we can end on that <laughs> yeah i think we can end on that the yeah. irony of the situation so, yeah but as of now there is a ceasefire between the two so hopefully they come to some agreement and there is peace hopefully but, i know I know during the Trump administration there were those I was about to... the Israeli peace deals and everything. Yeah. Hopefully we can get something like that with Biden. Although yeah, I it's don't been know. I think four years and there was peace in the Middle East. And yeah, then think... it's been like a hundred, less than a hundred, like less than one hundred fifty days, and there's already yeah happening again. So hopefully this isn't a uh, a foreshadowing of what's going to happen. Hopefully, over the next we, three and a half years. Yeah, hopefully but, there's not World War Three. Yeah, and your your hosts don't get drafted into the military. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do it in our podcast abroad. Abroad. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. Okay. In All any right. case, uh, what what's the next subject? Uh, you, Idaho. Uh, the Greater Idaho. Greater Idaho. This is all you, Liam. Oh, all me. I, so I've not heard about this. I'm not super like I'm not going to act like I'm super super familiar with you what's said you going knew on everything about this i did not <laughs> say i knew everything about this Nash. i just said i heard something about this uh but there have been a lot of uh counties in oregon and i believe some in washington and california who have so, wanted so that would be like southern oregon and northern california yes okay. or no, no 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 sorry eastern oregon and northern california okay okay yeah so They've been wanting to break away from the uh, rest of the state because 
Oregon's got like, I think it's like what, one or two cities that are super densely populated. Yes. And they're very blue. And then the rest of the county is just dark red. So they're like, there's obviously a very big uh, cultural uh, difference, I would say. And uh, they've wanted to break off and join Idaho, which is a lot more in line with them. They're more agricultural. Uh, a lot less uh, centralized government on the state level and lower taxes, things like that. So it kind of makes sense as to why they would want to do that. Um, Real quick, Oregon has six blue counties and uh, then over like a dozen, 15 red counties. And it's all the blue counties are on the northwestern part of the state. Yep. So there's, uh, there's a lot of political reasons why the Republican party would want this to happen and the democratic party would not. Mm-hmm. Um, because on one hand you have, uh, you have these states which typically go to Democrats that would, a lot of these counties would join Idaho, giving it more electoral mm-hmm. votes yeah. and giving the Republicans a better chance at winning yeah. elections in the future. And also the entire, uh, almost entire Northern bit of California is red. Yeah, a lot of the eastern portion is too. I mean, you've got the Bay Area, like you've got the cities yeah. for the most part. Yeah, so it, so I'm looking at the map right now, and it's almost entire north, except for the very west coast, whatever county that is, is blue. And then a good bit of the middle, and I'll show it to Liam so you can kind of see. I know there's a... Uh, that's, that, that's from 2020. For, from 2020, okay. Yeah, that's most recent. Okay, so yeah, I got you. I know LA County Yeah, is, the whole southern bit is... Almost yeah, blue, the Bay but... Area, all that. Oh, no, oh, no, no this is 2020. 2020. End of 2020. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was 2020. It, yeah, it was. Okay. It was end of tw- December 11th. <laughs> so it was during the most recent election. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, in any case, uh, a lot of California is there are a lot of people in it who are actually conservative and or Republican. Well, Republicans, I guess. Uh, that would like to join uh, these other states because they're more in line with their values. Now, the problem is that, first, uh, Oregon has to... I think they passed, like, they agreed to allow this bill to... I think I think it was the House. The House? Go to the House the bill, okay. And I think they're going to send it to the Oregon State Senate, which then has to go through Idaho to draw the boundaries... And then has to go through Congress to get passed. The United States Congress? United States okay. Congress. They have to agree to it to pass. Okay. So if this were to happen, uh, this would be very advantageous for Republicans, especially if they saw this in other uh, blue-dominated states, like if Maryland wanted to join West Virginia, which <laughs> I think would be... I mean, if you guys are in line... Like, uh, if you guys are not crazy... Uh, don't bring your, ci- crazy. your city uh, Baltimore values over to West Virginia. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Go, you do you, buddy. Is, Become part of our state. Is there any, um, you mentioned Oregon. Is there any news from California? Uh, California, they've been, there's been people, it's not on the same level. I think it's usually been Democratic uh, Party officials that have been wanting for wanting California to secede as a state. Um, because they're, you know, they want to push their ultra woke far left mm-hmm. agenda, um, which I think we, I'm not sure if we mentioned this, but they actually allowed, I think they removed the, uh, a portion of the civil rights act 
in their state constitution or something like that. Wow. So it allows for segregation, ironically enough. Yeah. But uh, (laughs) in any case, yeah, California, there have been uh, leftist groups that have been wanting to do that. But then also uh, in Texas, secession has been going a little further down there too. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I know, I, every it seems like secession is brought up every <laughs> time there's a Democrat in the White House. But I mean, you know, with the uh, election that with the 2020 election, mm-hmm. it seems like it's got a lot greater chance of actually happening. Although yeah. it's pr- highly unlikely to mm. occur. Um, yeah. <coughs> pardon me. I've got again. I've got cold, so you're gonna have to bear with me there. Um. But in any case, uh. I think th- I think I did hear somewhere. I think it might have been places in Pennsylvania and or Maryland that might be wanting to. Jo- or no, 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 it was Virginia. It was Virginia that might be wanting to join West Virginia. Or no, Whoa. I think we we invited them. Yeah, <laughs> we're I was like, say, hey they, guys, I was say they want to join us. We're like, hey guys, <laughs> just come back and join West Virginia. <laughs> that's never happened before. <laughs> I doubt that's going to no. because we've been split since the Civil War. And our economy is trash here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not the greatest. We got coal and we got coke. <laughs> Take your pick. <laughs> yeah. Um, but in any case, uh, yeah. So. West Virginia invited a bunch of Virginia counties. I don't think they, I don't know if they've responded or anything, yeah. but I was thinking like, you know, that I'd be okay with that. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like that, that'd be pretty cool. Maybe a state to the federal government. Cause nothing, I mean, we haven't had like states redraw their, you know, state lines. Like I don't even, not, not for like, I mean, probably a hundred Were we probably like West Virginia, we are probably the most recent state to do that, weren't we? I think so, honestly. Yeah. I mean, we we were originally the reformed state of Virginia, mm-hmm. or restored state of Virginia, because we saw the eastern half as rebellious or secessionist, and we were the actual sovereign Virginian government. But then we're like, no, we don't care for you guys. <laughs> we want our yeah. own state. It's West Virginia now. Yeah. We're going to have country roads. <laughs> um, yeah. But in any case, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not aware of any other states that have uh, redrawn their uh, borders yeah. or anything like that. Yeah, seems to be. You always hear rumors of um, um, of California splitting into like two or three separate states because it's just so drastically different from the from the southern part to like even the middle part is pretty split with red and blue, yeah. and the northern part is pretty red. So. It'll be interesting to see if anything actually comes of it this time. Yeah, so. I, I'd be okay with giving Texas a little more, uh, a little more red. Uh, yeah, a few more red counties to work with. Yeah, if they could, but I don't think the southern counties are that, uh, you know, that much in alignment with Texas. Yeah, but uh, yeah, in any case, um, I think that there's a possibility of some of this stuff going before Congress if the state mm-hmm. governments actually pass uh, yeah. this legislation. Like, if Idaho actually wants I think it's got a chance. It'll have to probably be uh, after, if the Republicans won the House in 2022. I was going to say, it would probably be smart if they would try to hold it off until 2022 to see if it would even... Because I wouldn't imagine they the current climate right now with it being majority Democrats in House and Senate, it would pass. Yeah. I so think, I th- if, if they were smart, at least, because that would give them less, blue states less electoral 
college votes in red states more. Unless yeah. they just don't know that because they haven't read the Constitution. So <laughs> yeah, I, I think the uh, I think the Republicans are likely. It's already there have been reports that the Republicans are looking good for retaking the yeah. House uh, in twenty twenty two. Yeah, I don't know about the Senate now. The uh, Senate. The Senate's uh, so close. It is. So it is. Knows. I'm just hoping that we that Republicans can hold on to their seats. Yeah, for, I think they. If they can do that, I mean, I don't care for Joe Manchin. <laughs> at all yeah but honestly i'd rather have him than you know somebody yeah. like Raphael yeah. warnock who's just yeah far, like this woke yeah. progressive i but the then there's also like i'm i'm not sure one of the things that the republican party i think needs to do is kind of do a little gatekeeping <laughs> get rid of the rhinos <laughs> like mitt romney yeah um because i'm not sure did you hear about that panel that they're trying to have on january that they're uh, starting up for January six. Mm, no, it's like a nine eleven style commission that the House passed for what? Uh, like investigating the January sixth uh, riot. You know, well, I mean, oh the the Capitol, the Capitol yeah. riot. Oh, yeah. no, I had not heard that. Yeah, so they so they did that. Um, I know we're kind of going off topic here, but I it's mean, okay. I think it's you know we have time. We have time. Yeah, so they uh. The House passed a bill with 35 Republicans saying that, oh, we're going to open this 9-11 style commission into investigating the January 6th Capitol riot. Hmm. That's interesting. I'm surprised that takes precedence over rioting in our cities. Yeah. And uh, I'm I'm wondering wondering if because the it was the, the, the country capital, whereas the cities was more... That's probably at a state level. That's probably what it has to be brought up as. I, I can understand that somewhat. If there were a lot more damage, I'd be like, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. But it's it was a few people who did some really stupid things and a lot of other people and, who, and were just, who were the, just walking in there. You're talking about the Capitol? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Most I'm, of the people there weren't doing I'm pretty sure all the ones who were who did damage were already arrested and tried yeah. and stuff. So yeah. I'm like just like the dude who stole Nancy Pelosi's speaking podium. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's already. I think he got the the him. shaman. I think. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> not going. That was funny. I didn't see him she there. Done it. I didn't see him while I was at the protest. Yeah, Liam was there. I was not in the Capitol. Not in the Capitol, but FBI he was, don't come. He for was me. in Washington. I was in Washington. Yeah, I probably haven't <laughs> putting myself at risk just saying that, but I mean no. honestly, he he Liam left before anything got crazy. Yeah, well, I did see, I'm not sure if you guys ever posted this, because we posted it so late, but on our social media platforms, I think we posted yeah, a bunch video, of interviews it, yeah. that I did with people, um, and then there were also, I got some pictures, they were, I saw them like when they dropped tear gas and everything uh, on the hmm. people at the Capitol, so there was a lot of uh, crazy stuff going on, but yeah, I think it's all that being tied back into. We need to get rid of trash Republicans who don't have a spine. <laughs> yeah. So I, I would like to hopefully uh, this summer kind of research some candidates for twenty twenty two. Yeah, I think that'd be yeah. I think that'd be pretty cool. I mean, I don't know that we'll have enough uh, a far reaching platform. What do you mean <laughs> by twenty twenty two to be like, yeah, go vote for these people? <laughs> uh, but I think it'd be cool to just talk about them, talk yeah. about people who've got promise. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he's looking good. Yeah, hopefully we can. If Gail wants to do that, we'll yeah. have that for you guys. But uh, yeah, there's uh, all that being said. There's a lot that needs to happen mm-hmm. uh, with the Republican Party for it to actually be effective. 
Uh, but yeah, for now they're just a speed bump. Yeah. But I mean, recently there's been, I mean, since Joe Biden took office, there has been some promising stuff coming from certain Republican states like um, the transgender sports. Yeah, West Virginia, we passed yeah. that, uh, you know, transgender athletes are yes. not going to be uh, going into the gender. Yeah, they, uh, they identify with. Yeah, they, they're yeah. not going to be joining And that. there's been a lot of states, you know, uh, restricting abortion laws and banning, like, critical race theory being taught in schools. Yeah. So a lot of, I mean, a lot of good things are happening. I mean, as long something is happening. Yeah, there's a, I think, constitutional carry. Has that been passed in a few states as well? I'm not, I'm not familiar. You're not familiar? No, with no, I, I don't know. You I, don't know? Okay. Yeah. I know then, I know also that uh, while we have a conservative Supreme Court, they have been taking up Second Amendment cases, which mm -hmm. has been really good. Yeah. Uh, so goodness on that front. Uh, but yeah, I think a lot of people are waking up to the realization that uh, the state government can oftentimes be a lot more effective mm -hmm. at actually passing and yeah. achieving our goals than you the, don't need the you don't need the you know uh, the federal government. The federal government. That's what I was looking for to do everything. Yeah. So oh, by the way, uh, if you guys have heard uh, deep breathing, yeah, deep breathing. Uh, <laughs> I would say that's been me, but I don't feel like I've been doing that a whole lot. That's my dog. He's down here with us. Yeah, we have an audience. Yeah, he's uh, he's uh, just you know Chilling. helping us make sure that our yeah. that we're staying entertained. But uh, in any case, I think that's all we had yeah, for today. About, that's it for this week. Yeah, so I think we're going to wrap things up. Yeah. Uh, thank you for listening. Mm -hmm. uh, if you can, please like and share this. Leave a review. It is greatly appreciated. And uh, we'll see you all next week.